Hey, y'all. Thanks for tuning in to Gas Station Cappuccino. We're talking about some important stuff today. Running. Barefoot or shoes? Which one is better for you? We're going to break it down. We're going to break down the science, too. And how about dog poop in your yard or in the park? We're talking dog poop etiquette. Important stuff. And last but not least, gaming workouts. How do you approach a workout? Why do you get nervous? And when you should hit that wall and why it is so important to try to black out. French knack hits that wall. What's up, y'all? Gas Station Cappuccino, episode 119. 119. Whew. Had a cup and a half of coffee, feeling good. Yeah, What's you're up, fellas? radiating in what? heat. Radiating in, in the coffee smell. <sighs> Can you smell you it? You are. Yeah, you oh. got that strong oh. coffee smell oh. coming. Yeah, it's so all right. Nice. It could be worse. I mean, it's better than like BO or like ball sweat. I mean, this is very true. I mean, the name of your company is Caffeine and Kilos. Why not smell like a little caffeine? Yeah, there you it's go. Fair. Coffee. It's coffee fair. Rather. First uh, things first, honestly, what's going on in that beanie? Is no, it, are you growing it out or is it still tight? If you missed the last episode, folks, I went buck wild with my receding hairline and balding spot in the back, took a two guard and just zip. Oh, it's coming back in. And then it I'll, took a one. Oh, it grows fast. And the problem, the yeah, problem is coming back. The problem is you didn't go full send. You partially sent that's it what, what with happened. the one guard. If you had gone bicked it full ball, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you would have got the full experience. And my ears would have looked bigger. Well, that's I don't know if there's anything we can do about that. <laughs> well, my ears look bigger. Well, my <laughs> testicles look bigger. That's not gonna happen. Oh, I don't know. Oh. Yeah, just no way, shave those man. two. So, Angel, yeah. I see you got some new some new runners on. They look they look spotless. So you clearly haven't been running them. <laughs> Brooks, <laughs> just got the Brooks. Are you uh, going sockless? Doing more? No, no. I have the no show. I have the no show. Okay, because I can mm-hmm. see the top of your foot through the side. So it must mm-hmm. be like real. Like in there. Oh, like the toe heel only no show. Yeah. Not even. Yeah. Well, that one now is only toe only because he pulled it out. Well, this one. Uh, so you got some. One, you got a running workout today. Got, I'm guessing. Got, got a little running workout today. Um, you wear running shoes for running workouts. Yeah. Interesting choice. Specifically for that. Really. Well, that way, to like, I just can't. trying to like uh, encourage your heel striking, or what's the? I don't know. It just feels nice and soft on my foot. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it the way me, the way the way humans are meant to run. It makes me <laughs> think I'm a runner. Yeah. Do you guys? Um, uh, how do you feel about b- uh, brand new shoes? Because you see how the 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 millennials walk with new shoes. They don't, they don't bend their like. Is that when still you walk a thing? And you make a stride, and you they don't want to crease the. Tips is that, is of that their shoe. do they still do that? No, they do. I don't know if that's still a thing. I remember that was a thing when I was in high school. Wait, hold hold on. With like Air Force Ones and stuff. Oh, I like the oh, shoes. Dan, he's looking. He's 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 in. He's it. admiring he's, the, he's the, the shoes. shoes. I um. What size you wear, Dan? Try them on. I'm gonna. I wear adult size. What what do you got there? These are ten. Oh, I'm 11 and a half. So, what, so let's talk about minimalist shoes. Good, let's talk about minimalist <laughs> shoes good. versus like running shoes. Sure. I get that we're not like supposed, like wh- whatever like this, whatever this, five finger? the, uh, no, like, like a minimal, like flat soled shoe that maybe just doesn't okay. really have a ton of like cushioning and arch support. Sure. And it's like, yeah, maybe I guess technically we're supposed to, our bodies aren't built to, um, fit in those shoes, I guess. Or what's the theory on that? Like the, the minimalist so, running, but also like people, I think originally they just didn't wear shoes, but now that we've been wearing shoes our whole lives, maybe our foot shape and everything has changed yeah. since then that they're referencing. So I don't it's, know about that. It's not just about the feet. Um, it's about, so the, the issue is there a big part of the problem is that most people just run incorrectly. Yeah. And so running shoes, running shoes are designed to cushion your feet and allow you to run incorrectly. 
And so that causes a lot more problems than just in your feet. Sure. And so when you run incorrectly, what you're doing is you're actually like you're increasing the um, amount of like pounding, like the um, with running shoes. You're saying, yeah, yeah, because it allows you to heel strike. Exactly. And so it not only makes you less efficient, but there's all kinds of upstream issues that come with jamming your heel into the ground on every on every sure. step. Here's, and yeah. so it's it's not efficient and it's bad for your like lower back, for your knees, um, just overall, just yeah. the impact. It turns running into a very high impact activity. And running is more impact than a, than like say like rowing, obviously. But if you run correctly with correct form and you're landing on the balls of your feet on your midfoot and you're pulling your feet up the way you should instead of like striding with your heel out in front of you, then um, it's a lot less of that like pounding impact type. Of but thing. what if you just yeah. run correctly with the padded shoes? Then they do nothing for you. Then all they do is make the surface less stable. So, so that. why would so, a so why a wire professional marathon long distance runners wearing these cushioned, thick cushioned, high tech shoes instead of running minimalist yeah. barefoot? Well, what well what you have there, Dean, is a very legitimate <laughs> argument against my point. Yeah, <laughs> but 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 now but, the, I don't know the I don't know the whole answer to that, um, and I don't know I'm not an expert in this. I'm not you know. I, I think I know more than the average person I because what, I have looked I into it, but I'm not the like both the those things. questions. So, um, oh, well, you want to go? I have the answer to both of those questions. I'll say that real quick before that is there's this book called Born to Run, mm -hmm. which is about this guy who basically, I don't remember how the whole thing started, but basically he, I don't know if he realized that uh, his shoes are fucking him up or if he just heard about the tribe first or whatever. But anyway, Born he goes to down to Mexico and hangs out with this this um, you know tribe of uh, runners. Runners, basically, there's just like certain area where they still do this, still run a lot. Anyway, they just run in sandals, like no shit. It's like sandals that are made from like tires, like tires and like string that they found like mm -hmm. in the wherever, I've seen that. Or rubber and string. Yeah. Anyway, and these guys run like hundred miles a day, and it's no big deal. Like they like legitimately, they run like twenty to fifty miles every single day, and they go on hundred mile runs like frequently. And With that's just sandals what, on? wearing sandals and listen, well, that's and just dumb. not on flat ground either, like up and down mountains on trails and all this thing. And it's like, well, how are they able to do that? You know, this whole, and so he looks into it and it just kind of, then he, that's like, you know, he got this whole deep dive into the idea of like barefoot running and how the human foot is made to do that. And some theories are that before people had tools that humans, uh, like before slingshots and shit that we were, um, that that's how we hunted. It's called, uh, I don't remember the term for it now, actually, but it's like, basically we would run animals to death. It's like most, an most prey animals, like say like a deer or whatever is they're not like long distance runners. They're generally sprinters because they're trying to get away from, you know, other things out yep, there like yep. tigers or whatever the fuck. Right. And so anyway, so if you just like chase after this antelope, at like a decent speed, like a running speed, it'll sprint and you just kind of like stay on its trail. And when you get to it again, it takes off sprinting again. You stay on its trail and it, it, it sprints again. You just like keep doing that. And like, like the antelope's fucking with you. Yeah. And then what happens eventually is the antelope like can't really run anymore and just basically like lays down and then you just walk up and crack and its neck. And then you're done. You got it. After right. the seventh try. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you're so, kind of trying to surround it from both ends or and, something yeah. and well, yeah. there's all cut this, her off. There's all this evidence that basically the human body is in the way that we walk upright and the run, like of it and the way that we sweat and the way that our lungs are developed. Yeah. And all of this actually is basically designed to 
be like have this ability to run long and far and um man it's called like endurance hunting i can't remember the exact yeah. term anyway you know. so that's like the whole theory about it and that's kind of so the the idea is that the human and if you look at the human body it's definitely true like a human body is meant to run landing on your midfoot um, now that doesn't mean that people can like can't perfect a certain technique like if with this new technology and these new shoes and they are softer some of the springs in them like the new nike ones that people are all bent out of shape about um and all that type of shit, like maybe with that technology, like you can run marathons or you can run far or fast, you know, with this like new technique. Yeah. But I don't think that's the way the human body was originally designed to do you. it. I hear you. Anyway, I hear you. Angel, you said you have an answer to both questions. I forgot, man. I forgot. No, I'm just playing. Uh, no, that's good stuff. And then that is, that is, um, that's fascinating how people can, people do that shit. Yeah. Yep. They, they run long distances. In sandals or barefoot. Yeah. It's crazy. I remember back in 2011, Blair Morrison was doing a qualifier workout for, um, or no, he was preparing for the CrossFit Games. And this dude came in with some basketball shorts and the Vibram five finger shoes. Those, oh, yeah. Those I had shoes a pair of those. Oh, the toe gloves. shoes. I had a pair of those in about 2009 when I yeah. first yeah, started CrossFit. Like the gloves you put on your feet. And he came in and he was killing like some ring muscle ups and shoulder overhead. I was like, this guy's amazing. I need those. I need those glove shoes for my feet. Yeah. Yeah. Those so are just Blair's those like, yeah. bacteria traps. Oh, God. Stink so he's traps. Like, yeah, man. Get them. So I got them. I think I ran a mile and a half in those things. And the next day, I felt like my Achilles tendon was going to fall off. Of course it did. Snap. But the, there is science behind that. And the science behind that is, like you said, it forces you to run on the, the balls of your feet. And and you're, and that acts as a, as a natural shock absorbent. For your knees, sure, which saves your knees and your lower and your lower back and your hips and, your and the whole all the good stuff. So the doctor uh, Romanov, the guy who does the um, pose running, like that's yeah. his whole thing. He talks about pose running and how you know it's actually you use less energy when you run that way. People think it sounds like more work, but it actually uses less work because you can use gravity in your favor, right? Like it's you're falling forward basically, um, and so it's like a midline strength is like part of the yeah, thing. Yeah, I for like it. To talk Doctor Ramadan because with these skinny ass little calves well, right here. I don't so think they'd be able here, here's the thing is, and this is where a lot of people have the problem, right? Is they like get some flat shoes or some toe shoes or whatever, yeah. and then they wear them to the grocery store and everybody throws up. <laughs> no, I'm um, so no. So they get even to some. You just look like a fucking idiot, and I'm like, then I've had two, uh, three pair. Yeah. I'm not like talking shit about anybody. I, I, I've had them. I'll talk shit. I uh, well, I'm talking <laughs> shit about myself too. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, but like, I'm saying, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pretend like I didn't do it. Also, for sure. But no, like, I, and they're kind of comfortable. But the they, the tell the sweat I mean, and the stink that comes out of those things yeah, isn't yeah. worth it. They'd tell be perfect. They'd be perfect to to wear when you're walking on on rocks uh, up the, uh, the beach. Uh, American River. Or on the beach, yeah, for sure. But don't be rocking them to Look, the grocery store. I would rather you be barefoot in the grocery store than have on those fucking <laughs> gross toe shoes. My favorite, so my favorite, my favorite shoe, my favorite shoe of Am all crazy? time. No, or the you, shoes are bad. My favorite shoe oh my of all God. time I've ever had for training, general training, um, running. Uh, so like early CrossFit, like this minimalist shit was like the thing, right? Oh, yeah. Before the Reebok Nanos, before the yep. Nike Metcons, mm. like it was the five finger shoes. There was the, um, and there was the New Balance minimalist trail running shoe. It was called. Yep. Yeah. And that right. is the Innovates too. And the Innovates were really yes. popular because those are pretty minimal, very small yep, cushion. Were, yeah. Um, but they were pretty narrow. That Where then and then that minimal and then New Balance the New Balance minimal trail run shoe came into play. 
And it was like the the marketing was great for it. It was just like shirtless, long haired, you know, oh, hell yeah. Pro-Magnum man looking dude running the hills in these <laughs> like orange it. shoes. But the but what made him so um, you know, different than the, you know, innovates and stuff right. is they had the really wide front foot. Yeah. 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 And they were there was literally rounded sides. It was like flat soled, mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. arch. It was very, very minimal. I'll wear them. Great shoe. They still make them. I'm actually like, I want a pair. But like I used to do every Metcon in those. Yeah. I used to run in those. And uh, mm-hmm. I probably like would, uh, I don't know if I were to like buy, I don't buy training shoes anymore because I have like 70 pairs of Metcons yeah, just from the years of like God. getting them. Um, but I would probably get those because I've never felt better like in well, those. So I have, yeah. I remember sometimes I wear them in. They're, they're called a Vivo Barefoot. Looks exactly brand. like those. And yeah, and they're they're totally flat. And when you're wearing them, it feels like, um, well, it's like the five fingers, whatever, right? Like basically the sole is just this like thin, rubbery or like Kevlar type material. So it's like you feel like if there's a pebble, you feel that pebble, feel right? But it's not going to pierce your foot type of thing. Yeah. Um, but they have a good wide toe box. That's a big push now is a lot of people are talking about it is because the problem with like most shoes is, and actually the Reeboks do a pretty good job of this. Like the Reeboks the always had stuff. a good wide toe box. But yeah, if yeah. the too narrow of a toe box and your foot gets jammed in there, and that's not the way your foot, foot your foot and your toes are supposed to function. That's why like, people sell those like toe splitters. Those things are all over fucking like Instagram that. right now. Yeah, because the, like having a healthy foot is so important. And so that wider toe box toe and, and barefoot no, uh, style shoes are like a, <laughs> yeah, no, you don't. Or like a zero drop shoe. Um, anyway, those things are, are really beneficial to that. So yeah, so I have those uh, those Vivo Barefoots. I'll wear them next time we're in here so you can see. They what look- did I wear yesterday, Danny? What did I wear yesterday? Oh, dude, yesterday Dean wore moccasins. I'm talking leather bottoms. Leather, leather bottom moccasins. Leather bottom moccasins. Wow, he was going leather barefoot. Bottoms. Yeah, many, many, ta- uh, many tonkas. So the you the mean thing like the chanclas from Mexico? No, no, no. no, 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 no I'm bottoms? talking like no. Navajo, like like straight up Damn. legit. Where'd you get those? Mini Tonka is a very popular moccasin okay. uh, brand. Okay. They make like if actually if you I bought them after this movie came out, but if you ever watch uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, mm. Brad Pitt's character wears like the high top versions. Um, okay, and it's like a, it was like a '70s trend. You know, it was no. like. People were wearing moccasins oh. with like leather, leather bottoms with no, it's literally just leather bottoms. Yeah, they comfy. Well, it's a very small pad on the inside about this big. Well, oh, they're comfy. great. They're fun. Yeah. They're just okay. fun. All right. Well, All right. so the the thing is, so you mentioned like you when you got those, you ran a mile and a half and it fucked up your feet or your Achilles. Of course it did. And I think that's the problem that a lot of people have. They're like, they hear like, oh, this is the thing to do. And this is the best thing for my feet and for my knees and all this. And they buy them. But then two things happen. One is they either, or one of two things or a combination if one, they either don't change the way they run, so they're wearing these barefoot shoes, and then they go out and they're like running and heel striking, and then they're like, their calcaneus just starts blowing up on them. That's like your heel bone. Mm-hmm. And because you're like jamming this bone into the ground and not running the right way, and you're like, man, this actually hurts yeah. my knees and hurts my back more, like, because you don't have that cushion. Yeah. Or the other thing is, you do change the way you run, and you're then, uh, but then what happens is you're using these muscles that you're not used to using. And so it'll light you up. So what you need to do, if you want to shift to like a minimalist running shoe or a barefoot shoe or something, you put them on and you go to the park and you run in the grass. So it's a little bit softer. Good idea, Danny. And you practice the good technique. You practice like pulling your heel up or pulling your foot up and landing on your midfoot. And then you you just run for five minutes and that is it. And then you go home, you take them off. And the next day, you probably don't wear them at all. Or you just wear them around your house. You just walk around your house in them. Because if you're used to wearing shoes that have a little bit of a heel, a cushioned heel, your Achilles aren't going to be, and you don't spend a lot of time barefoot, 
Like a lot of people, they get out of the shower, they get dressed, they put on shoes, they don't take shoes off again before they go to bed. Yeah. They spend all their waking hours, they're wearing this shoe with this, you know, inch high heel and they're not used to their their heel being on the ground. So their Achilles are going to be like mm-hmm, a little uh, shortened mm-hmm, up, tightened mm-hmm. up. So you just need to spend more time barefoot or you put them on and walk around your house in them for half an hour and that's it. You know what I mean? And that's and that's kind of what you do. Then the next time you go to the park, you run for six minutes on the grass with them and you wear them around your house for, you know, 30 minutes. Or when you get home from work, home at the end of the day, just take off your shoes and, and just be barefoot at your house you know, for the rest of the day, right? Walk naked. Yeah, dude, just just sling just that meat. Just, uh, I was a barefoot. I was a barefoot <laughs> kid. I used to, uh, I used to do a lot of barefoot running around as a kid. Like I never wanted to wear shoes. Yeah. It's funny because now I love shoes, but like, uh, you know, I as I got older, Making I kind of for got lost time. I guess, but then like when we were kids, yeah, like yeah, I was yeah. like the kid that was always barefoot. I was yeah. like being barefoot. Dude, I, let me tell you something right now. I don't want to wear shoes, and I want to wear a shirt. Just yep. Cro-Magnon Man. That Dude, that's Encino yeah. Man. Every year in Hawaii, that is, the, I, I only take a few shirts because you're not going to work out in a shirt there. At, at no. I love, no. I love, this happens to everybody. You just live without a shirt. This happens to everybody that goes to Hawaii is that you go there. Start speaking pigeon. Yeah. You start speaking pigeon. So you go <laughs> to Hawaii and when you get like, and then when you're there, when you're, when you're in Hawaii, I feel like you have this like moment of realization that like, you have this like self-reflection, like, man, like, you just kind of look around at the people that, you know, the, like that's people that it. live there and you're like, man, like these people don't give a shit about like material stuff. Yeah. Like they're just all about just like uh, functional clothing and like not wearing shoes. And then like when you leave, that sticks with you for like a couple weeks before yep. you come back to reality. Yep, yep, yep. I feel like it happens with everybody. I haven't been there since I was, you know, like probably like 16, I think or so. But like, I remember like even I went through that a little bit, but then I see like when I see like friends go there and then I see them come back and then they're just like, have like this like hang beach loose. beach bum uh, haze for like two weeks before they're back sure. to wearing it's like designer. Loose. Yep, you know what I mean. It's like, the culture it's, being next to the it's ocean. Funny, like oh man, all I need is my all I need is my uh, my chanclas and my That's and my it, and my tank top, and I don't I don't need all my shit. I'm gonna sell all my clothes. I just need my chanclas, man. That's it. Every every trip to Hawaii. That's all you need. Every trip to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. It's like you wear the same clothes every day. Here, I'm not coming back. Hey everyone, back on the mainland. I'm not coming back. Yeah. That's the feeling. Um, but uh, yeah, kind of goes back to just good old Chuck Taylors, man. Just lifting and Chuck Taylors feels is. great. Deadlifts and squats and Chuck, Dude, Chuck buddy, T's. Buddy still does that. In the Chuck T's. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then he also wears the, so he also wears the van slip on sometimes. Like if it's like uh, there's like not a lot of box jumps or whatever. It's just like something kind of in the gym. Anyway, he'll be in there just in his van slip on. And that's it. It's hard to believe that. Back in the day in the NBA, actually, I don't think it was the NBA back then when they wore the Chucks. Everyone was wearing Converse Chuck Taylors to oh, yeah. play basketball. Well, was every, the flat, the flat oh, they, must have, they must have had, uh, their Achilles must have been killing them. No. Oh, the flat oh, sole. What? what you're, telling me, you're telling yeah. me they wore flat sole shoes and they were <laughs> the peak of athletic performance and they weren't blowing out Achilles every fucking game. Isn't that crazy? It just blew my mind. I don't Isn't understand how it was. Yeah, That's and they were it. still being athletic. It's so funny because like, I think from like what? Scoring 100, I mean, Will scoring 100 points. Yeah. The, I mean, anywhere from like the 70s to like the late 80s, it was all flat sole shoes. Yeah. There was no crazy tech arch support, yeah. ankle support. I mean, there was ankle support ish, but like, you know what I mean? Like everything was very minimal, vulcanized yeah. soles. So th- there's mm-hmm. an argument to be made, and I'm not saying that I actually believe this or not, but like you could, you could say, you could make this argument that the reason why people wear these shoes with the giant cushions on the bottom and the reason why basketball players and current basketball shoes have like more cushion or whatever you want, right, is because 
that's what they grew up wearing, right? Does it really enhance their performance? Or is that just the world they know? This is true. You know, and yeah. and I mean, I don't have the I don't know the answer to that. I, because I'm an idealist, I, I like to think that it's just the world they know. And honestly, that's like this prison they're put in. They're like wearing these soft shoes that are actually doing more harm than good for their bodies, yeah. but they don't know any better because it's what they've done their entire lives. So you look at it yeah. now with kids. Like when kids start wearing shoes, you put fucking regular shoes on them. It's like you're look, your uh two-year-old, um, hasn't worn shoes his entire like in the house doesn't wear shoes and then you're gonna go leave so you're gonna put these cushy ass it's a like a like what like what are we doing like that doesn't help sure. that benefits them in zero no. way no and once you know i've some, some friends that have kids that are like around that two years old range and like they've only ever put like basically like the shoes on them that have like leather bottoms like they've never had any shoes with any sort of like support or like even like a lot of cushioning on the bottom yeah. it's like just enough to where if they like step on a pebble it's not going to pierce their skin well look at a two-year-old run without shoes on and then looking around with shoes on he's uncoordinated yeah. it's like yeah. it's, it's harder to, it's yeah. totally to, different it's like it almost like steps and puts them back a step in like coordination. Yeah. Well, it's just Big like clunky, sitting, right? Like you watch weird shoes. Watch a two year old squat down and then watch them squat down after they've been sitting in a chair and on couches, right? Because like at that age, like they don't really do a lot of sitting. You know, like they sit on the ground, like they might sit on the couch kind of fucking around, but like not really, not, not for an extended often, period yeah. of time. You know, like the most sitting they do is when we strap them in a car seat. Yeah. That's it. And then to your point, Danny, uh, you throw in the the element of style and culture now right. people are like okay what's the dopest shit? also just like the they have to make shit look different to sell you something that you already this have is true this is right true. yeah it's like okay like how do we make people buy this new lebron oh we got to talk about the 360 grip it's got new now. technology Dude, you gotta do the it. heel the heel pressure point sensor yeah, you know, once once the uh <laughs> once uh once it gets uh the, ch- the temperature starts changing maybe we should do like a two week no shoe barefoot fitness challenge. I've I've had this idea. For two I used weeks. to do CrossFit barefoot. At, oh yeah, I, at, uh, back in the early days. Dude, so the first still, the first uh, first gym I ever went to, uh, mm-hmm. Charlie's first gym. Uh, I would run with the class we, barefoot. I was that. I was that guy. Dude, I was that guy. I'm telling you right now, we have people at at the gym at CrossFit Excel that take off their shoes and sometimes their socks during the workout, almost every day. Like all the time it happens, I look over and it's like, oh, like Susie's got her. I mean, that's a fake name yeah. to protect identity. Like, oh, Susie's got her shoes off. We're doing Come box, on, we're doing box jumps. She popped the shoes off. She's wearing socks. Ooh, I'm like, hey, Susie, shit. let's go ahead and like. I said, ah, shoes weren't doing it, huh? She goes, nah. I'm like, dude, that's fine with me. Like, but honestly, you'll probably take those socks off too, because like slip. you're gonna, yeah, yeah like that's a nightmare. Like in in barefoot, I'm not tripping. But socks, like I don't want you slipping yeah. and busting your ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And she was like, oh, yeah. Box jumps without so- uh, shoes on is probably money. You can get those toes in there to grip. Oh, are you yeah. kidding me? Come on. Like talent. Uh, just did a qualifier. And then, it's like, then someone's like, oh, yeah. or uh, anyway, because then someone else, so I, they were like, oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> they actually told me, like, thanks, sorry, in the socks. It made me fucking nervous. Like, and I was yeah. like, yeah. She goes, the only thing now, barefoot, like, I don't want, like, what if she stubs her toe? Well, the socks aren't really protecting against that either. Unless she once, had the socks. Once the shoes were gone, you might as well lose the socks, unless right? She, unless she was wearing the socks from, uh, what's that, Jump World with the little uh, sticky adhesive Or like some hospital, oh, yeah. hospital socks. Like a rock and yeah, jump? Yeah, rock and jump. Oh, yeah. yeah. Then dude. Susie would have been fine. I fucking love rock then and jump. Then Susie would have been great. Or she just wears toddler socks. Yeah, they with the toddler socks are all like that. Have little yeah, grippy bottoms. Yeah. 
But, yeah, we uh, need those for if Brock wear. He doesn't really wear socks in the house very often now. But when he does, that we have to make sure they're the grippy ones because if he's wearing regular socks on like our uh, vinyl hardwood, you know, fake sure. floor, he would just slide. He'll slide. Oh, yeah. He'll like because yeah. he takes off. He likes to do oh, a yeah. run route and like if he like yeah. if he gets it going in like a onesie that has like the bottoms are like all the little grips like worn off. He'll yep. fucking slide out. So done. He yeah. he's, a, he's, a, he's a young little boy. You're I, taking the fun away. You I like the, uh, the, fun away. the barefoot challenge. So I would, for a long time, it, yeah. I haven't done this in a while actually, but for a long time, like on Sundays, that would be kind of what I would do for part of my workout is I would do like some sled drags um, or I would go to the park and sometimes I would uh, go to the park, get barefoot and like pull the sled barefoot, like do like sprints. Um, but then sometimes oh. without the sled, I would still do it. Like, just go to the park take off my uh, shoes and socks or whatever. And then like you walk where you're going to go to like make sure there's no dog shit. And then just do, uh, just do like a set of eight to 10 sprints barefoot, barefoot. in the grass. Uh, but feels I, good. I bet it feels, feels good. good. I bet it doesn't feel good stepping on dog shit barefoot. If it's, you gotta, well, you I probably would feel kind of good though between the, the toes. Well, only if it's oh. warm. If it's, <laughs> if, it's uh, if it's cold, if it's cold, that feels pretty gross. But if it's warm, I mean, that's like a pedicure if you get the paraffin wax. <laughs> True. Hey, you guys are dog owners. Uh, uh, <laughs> I just got your paraffin wax. There, you get, get the wax. Yeah, you get the wax. If if uh, who get who gets a pedicure and doesn't do the full package? <sighs> it's like seven dollars more for the entire for like every for the works. And it's like the difference is like oh, it's gonna be twenty dollars or like twenty eight dollars. I'm like, yeah, I'll pay an extra eight dollars if you just spend another thirty minutes rubbing my feet. Just rub the feet. It's just such a no brainer. Just, just rub the feet. Um, the paraffin wax, fucking right, I do. Yeah, put that hot, and then it puts like in a bag, right? Oh yeah, bag yeah, my feet. That. I've done that. That's it. I've had one pedicure and I got the full full service. Oh yeah, That's it. I just lost. I got I got scared to ever go back. You were talking about dogs. I was going to tell dogs, you about the dogs. dogs. You're also going to talk about uh, qualifier, a barefoot challenge, a barefoot challenge. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll do the bear. We got to do the barefoot challenge at some point. I'm doing no shirt challenge. Sometimes I wonder how long I could go without putting a shirt on because most of the places, most of the places I go in my life, I don't really need to wear one. You know what I mean? Well, you know like, what it is, is we used to do it more often here because it was a bunch of dudes. When we were training, now we're outnumbered too. and now it's all women in here and it'd just be a little weird. Uh, yeah, you know, you have also, HR, is HR in the building? Yeah, you're looking it's internal, at it. yeah. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> I think it's a conflict of interest, but <laughs> oh, you'll be fine then. Also, uh, it's working out too. Like we were working out a lot more. Like we were still Charles, like training, still competing, weightlifting. If I was out there like training, doing a workout, oh, like I yeah, pop yeah. the top, no problem. No, like, I'm not worried about that. Yeah, about the, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, fun, no one cares about fun. that. I remember what I was gonna say about dogs real quick. We're talking about dog poop. Um, tell me if you ever experienced anything like this. You guys are dog owners. Where you guys have a dog, right? We have three dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do have a dog. Yeah. It's Tammy. Tammy, Phil, and Darlene. Tammy, <laughs> Phil, and Darlene. Damn, straight out of the uh, late 70s. What would that be? Early 80s, maybe? Anyhow, uh, I'm washing dishes the other day in the kitchen, looking out the front. This lady who's walking her dog. She stops at our grass. Dog's smelling around. I'm like, don't, you can piss in the grass, little doggy, but please don't shit here. Why do you, why do you care? Be she picks it up. Well, <laughs> at, that's what, that's what okay, we want. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. Little dog shits. The lady looks around. Walks away. Oh man, she messed up. See, that's fucked. No. See, that's wrong. No, I said she no way. Up. She let her dog shit on my grass and she's walking away. Did you away. go out there and say something? And I said, I'm gonna put on my shoes. I'm gonna go out there and tell her something. Honest said, you know, you leave her alone. Just leave her alone. See, see no. you know what you just explained is oh. the prison you live in. You felt like you couldn't go out there without shoes on. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You're if right. you if you yeah. felt more free with your feet. You know what I mean? Then you could have just gone right. You would have got out there and you wouldn't have had shit on your grass. The only reason you got shit on your grass because this lady thinks it's acceptable because you're afraid to go out there without your cushy ass shoes. And I said, you know what? 
I'm gonna. I had to go. I think I had to go pick up a kid. I think or. <laughs> Oh yeah, go pick up the so, side so with I, and have them pick up the dog crap. Yeah, yeah, really. So I jump in the car and I, I take off. I'm like, I'm gonna go find this lady and oh, stop wow, you're and go say, track her down. Me. Yeah, I was gonna find her. Say, once you walked me. away, you should have just that was your opportunity. Excuse me. Oh yeah, you your let dog her go once shit on my lawn and you didn't pick it up. Can you tell me why? You said um, that to her? No, no, I didn't. Uh-huh. I was looking for her. It was okay. Late. She's gone. Okay. And when he says he was looking for her, it means he just drove his normal route and was like wondering if possibly he would stumble <laughs> upon her. I'm scared of that lady. That's 72. I'll knock my ass <laughs> out. So I get back home and Anna said, okay, see, this is why I told you. Don't go after that lady. Don't walk out and, and, and yell at that lady. Angel, she was out of doggy poop bag. She came, came back. back, Angel, and picked it up. And I felt like... Oh, um, shit. Well, let me, I felt small. Yeah. And she said, this is your problem. You jumped to conclusions real quick. Well, well now, you're a hothead. Check this out. If you'd have ran out there, you wouldn't have said like, hey, bitch. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. You, you probably would have said like, yeah. hey, excuse me, excuse me. Same I just thing. noticed that your dog like pooped in my grass. Can, Can you I please get pick you that bag? up? Can I get you a bag? Can you please pick that up? She's like, oh, you know what? Actually, I'm all out of bags. Like, I'm going to come back and get it. Hey, that would have been it. No problem. I'll watch the shit hey, right here. No, sure no, that. no problem. What time are you going to be here? Let me get your number. <laughs> Let me just in case you don't make it back, I'll shoot you. I'll shoot you a reminder I'll five minutes text. prior. I'll put I'll you on an SMS I'll tell alert. You what, give me the dog's tag. Give me the dog's collar and tag. I'll hold this until you get back. Yeah, give me, give me, get some collateral. Oh yeah, we'll leave the dog it's here. Like, no, it's like the uh, roller skating ring. Give me your left shoe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give me your shoe. Give me some collateral. I don't have ID. Give me your. Hey, give me your, give me your, oh, give me your no. left shoe. If you're five minutes late. I'm I'm putting it on and stepping in that shit. Oh god! Oh, putting it in so the, that, in I'm the, in I'm putting there. it in the toe box. So that happened. <laughs> oh well, this is where she messed up is I've been in a situation where I've had my dog on a walk and I didn't have a bag on me and he poops in someone's grass and I look around I don't see anybody but I say well you know then what you turn and run no. I say to, I said to myself I said come on Charlie run I said self. This is with Taylor. He's a little man. I said, so uh, I don't see anybody, but someone might be watching or someone might just yeah. I don't see them. They're not here. That's what I said. Behind the bush, behind the garbage can in the garage. That's right. Peeking out. I said like this. I go, I go, oh, Taylor. Oh, all right. Come on. Now we got to go home and get a bag. Yeah. Yeah. He you know what I mean? Realizes it out loud. I do. I do. And in then you know what I do? You know what I do? Like I go, I go home and lock the door. <laughs> I do not return. Oh, never come back. I've never gone back. But I don't understand. Oh, once I walk away from it, oh. the the universe took it. Yeah, you it's biodegradable. I mean? it's, it's good for the. It's good for the. Uh, yeah. I think it's good for global warming or is something. It, but this is why at the gym, it's not good for the guy pushing the sleds in the park with no shoes on. That's why you got to walk the course. No. At the gym, I taught Shirley to shit in the bushes. You so then that way, that's, the uh, you don't have to go in there and grab it. That What's way, that way, it's just done. Can you give me the cue for that? It's yeah, like, you just well, you just get their the leash. Bush. Say bushes, bushes, <laughs> bushes, <laughs> bushes, bush. No, I say hide it. Hide it. The um, no, it's like the it's like Jasmine. You know, so they're real close to the ground. So like whatever, like you know, four <laughs> six inches, six inches off the ground or so. And so yeah, so I go over there with their leash, and I just kind of like get her. So she's in there. She likes being in there anyway. So that's she's like playing it yeah. anyway. I get her in there, and then I'm like, all right, go potty. Tell her to go potty. And then I just like, if she starts to leave, I just don't let her. Like, you have her on the leash. You just like keep them in there. And then once they go, you're like, yes. And you just praise them like they just did the yeah, best you thing you've praise, ever seen. Praise, praise. And so then, and then on the way out, we just boom, same thing. So I just took her in there. So now she knows. We go out there. She just goes straight in the bushes and lets it fly. My problem with the, uh, I see a lot of these signs in my neighborhood is like, I see these little, these little fucking metal signs, right? Okay. And it's oh, like yeah. a little picture of a dog like pooping and it's like mm-hmm. with an X through it and they have them like in their yard. What? I've never seen this. Oh, I've, oh, seen, I've seen them. I see about 
on my little walk. Well, whenever really? I walk around, I see four or five every well, time. When I see them, if, if they have turf, then I'm like, oh, I get it. That makes sense. You know what I mean? No, these are like, just, yeah. But if it's regular grass, I'm like, these are regular grass. I'm thinking to myself, man, I'm like, why do you care that much about your grass being shit on when it's someone who picks it up? Yeah, if they pick it like, up, what's different? The pee isn't going to kill the grass. No. You know, it's worse. The poop isn't going to hurt the grass. Not at all. You're not playing on your grass. Yeah. Your children, you don't have kids. Like, I know these people that, like, some of these people, like, I know, it's just like, I've also seen you let your dog shit on the grass, on the yard. Well, like, would they prefer it on the sidewalk? Like, if they shit on the sidewalk, that's like a messier cleanup job. I mean, at least on the grass, like the sprinklers are like, rinse it, it off. It's usually someone that's just a, like an angry, mad person. It's just like, yeah. what is, what's wrong with you? Like, who it's, cares? Yeah, it's probably I'll pick it up. You know, it's there. Some you start doing is you go reverse. You need, instead of bringing an empty bag to put the shit in, you start bringing bags of shit. And you just dump them on the lawns that have the no poop signs. With the ring doorbells oh. now, it's just a high risk, low reward thing. Yeah. Well, what's the risk? I don't know. There really Some, is one. Confrontation. Yeah, yeah, confrontation. I would say that's the reward. Yeah. That's true. Be, oh, yeah, yeah. I saw the sign. Didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> don't like what you stand for. Yeah. That's yeah. it. I left you a hot steamer. Yeah. <laughs> What, so, By the way, that one's mine. Next one's so, gonna be me. So what? Are, so these signs are just pretty simple. It's just please don't. It's literally like a little sign. Out. Yeah, like you know, it sticks in the grass. You know, it's a little sign, and it's like a little, literally a picture of a dog, like in a squat poop position, rounded like back. X, like don't, like no poop, like no, don't shit dog shit on my lawn. Don't let your dog go to the bathroom on my on my grass. Got it. Got it. Got we it. prefer your, your an, like we prefer your animal to poop usually on like the sidewalk. Black and like bronze. You know, they're like almost like look like they're like embossed kind of yeah. like they're like kind of fancy looking. Okay. Um, now, you know what I have seen that I can get on board with is uh, at the park. So I think someone who lived across. Anyway, they like put up a little sign. I was like, hey, please clean up after your dog. And there's like a, a roll of bags. Yeah, those are cool. And like once a, like whoever, it's just some individuals doing it. And there's like popping new bags on there. I was like, that makes sense. Trails like, those and bag stuff rolls too. are pretty cheap. Like, oh, yeah. Sometimes yeah. cities do it. Municipalities will do it at like parks sometimes, you know. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That. Yeah. That, that Which is good because, like, sometimes you forget it, or sometimes you run out when you're or on dude, the trail. Or you bring one bag and they use it, and then it's like they go again. And I'm like, that's actually what what's happened quite a bit. Is you, like you take a bag and then they poop, and you pick it up, throw it away, and then like you're going and like like they start to poop again. You're like, oh geez, like what am I gonna do here? Yeah. You know what I mean? I found myself in a situation. I've seen things on next what? door. You know, so the the, fan, the, game. the, uh, the classic next door uh, email. Uh, notification and i would see people complaining on there who keeps putting dog poop bags in my trash can <laughs> like uh, uh, when it's on the street are you serious yeah i've seen people multiple they times i've seen people get next door. yeah they get all pissed off like stop putting who, whoever keeps putting their dog's poop in my trash can on the curb needs to stop I'm like i'll walk up a driveway if your trash can's like up against your fence but on your driveway i'm and i got i'm carrying a poop bag it's going in your can. First off, those things are like decently, some of them are decently smell, smellish proof, but also like, is your garbage can in your fucking living room? No, your garbage can. Like, why out, do you care? It's, it's outside true. and it's got a lid on it. And yeah. you're, you're telling me like the trash you put in there is going to smell so much like that this uh, yeah. bag of dog poop I can see is that. like, I just I don't, I don't want, want the, any shit coming out, getting on it. And I'm putting a garbage bag in one day and there's like some shit now on my Well, wrist. I mean, usually if you're, you know, like a normal person, you usually tie them off in a knot or you like yeah. do something with the bag. Yeah. Yeah. Tie, if it's if it's a you're not holding the bag off, on the way home like not tied, damn, yeah, right. It's a tied bag of poop, and you dropped it in the garbage can. I don't really see what the problem is here. Yeah, people complain about that. I've seen that a few times. There could be anything door. in that bag. I don't know. I, I I wouldn't want it to get dropped in my garbage can 
at the very bottom when there's nothing else in there. Like, say the garbage already came. Okay, garbage man came, did the thing, yep. flipped it. Now it's now empty. The steamer at the bottom that's getting smashed by all your other trash. It gets smashed and shit goes flying everywhere. That would be horrible. I don't think the odds. He's dropping that. like a glide. Like fucking. Are you dropping? That. Are you throwing away? Are you throwing away bowling balls every day? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's what? What is oh, going to? God. And like, oh, you, you oh, like if you saw the know. bag into that kind of aim with like a bowling ball. I don't know. I don't know if I'd want those little bags of shit. Little shit bags. Furthermore, <laughs> it's, not even, bags it's not even your garbage can. It's the city's. So I what I did was I looked. So what I did was I looked it. up his uh, address because usually connected to their next nice. door account, and then nice. I just only threw my dogs away in his trash. Yep. Oh, yep. God. Without the bags. Oh god. No, no, uh, just like I pick it up with my bare hands. Yep. And then yeah. smear my, and then wipe my hands on the side of the trash. I actually, what I do is I, I use the, uh, when it's on my hands like that, I just then smear it on their ring. Oh, there you go. Right, yeah. on, oh, right on the camera. Right. I look at it. I give them a little wink. Oh, I, God. And then I fill it in. Put that on TikTok. That's mm-hmm. a good move. Are you guys on TikTok? Yeah, but like I, I, when I first downloaded, I, would, I was on it for a little bit and I was all hyped on it and then I haven't been back on since. Are you doing any crazy, would would you do any crazy shit? Like throw the dog and hit your son in the head? And like, because yeah, there's crazy shit on there now. It's just people, I feel like everyone's just trying to up the next person and do something crazy. because the milk crates out. Yeah, and then what happens yeah. is you end up going to uh, the middle of the forest where people commit suicide and get canceled. That's yeah. where the ball, like what happened with the, what is it, Jake Paul or yeah, whatever? One of the Paul, yeah, one of the Paul brothers, Jordan, Logan Paul. Wait, it's wait, like a, wine that, what did he do? So, I you know, you, it's like one. the same thing with YouTube, right? And like, you know, like you just, everybody's pushing the envelope, right? Yeah. Everyone wants to do the next yeah. viral thing. Well, this dude thought it was a good idea to go to like the, you know, suicide forest in Japan and like film dead people oh, God, on YouTube. Horrible. And he no. went there and did that. And then it almost like, Took him out, but then oh, I feel like God, almost honestly, crazy. like after he came out of that small cancel moment, he's never been more popular. You know, here's the other thing about that, like, but they didn't kick him off the platform or I anything don't, like that. Oh, they didn't. No. Well, no. I don't know, man. Like, I don't. I'm not saying it's like good or whatever, but I mean, look, here's a situation where it's like it's like Vice or whatever. It's like a lot of the Vice stories. You know, it's like a lot of people probably had no clue that there's like this, you know, like suicide forest, whatever, in Japan where people go and hang themselves because of whatever's going on in their lives. They feel so terrible. Like, I think, don't you think that people should know that that's a thing? I think it's the way that he Logan Pauled it, though. Like, yeah. Look around. Oh, my God. Look at this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Is that how he did it? I think so. Probably. I mean, that's how, that that was like a shtick, right? Yeah, I was like, whoa, oh, my God. Oh, shit. Oh, let's put glasses on him. No, he doesn't mess no. with the body. Probably oh, some of you would maybe. say. Who knows? But 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 yeah. Again, <laughs> anyway, it's a weird, it's a weird, it's a weird thing, thing, right? Yeah. Sure. Awareness, yeah. But, uh, well, I think it's also like probably not in the like. I don't think that's in the guidelines. YouTube guidelines of uh, content creation Damn. bodies. Yeah. What about? Are you on TikTok? Yeah. Yeah. I don't really post much on there though. Yeah. My kids jacked my TikTok and his bunch of kids. I went there the other day to just scroll through it and like following all these teenagers doing shit. I'm like this. My kids are on my account. It's not a good look for you. Start deleting people. Yeah, definitely not a good look. Start deleting people. Yeah, it was all bad. Hey, uh, right now, uh, the NorCal Classic qualifiers are going Mm. on. Oh, yeah. Um, That's right. That's right. Here in, uh, it'll be in Rancho Cordova, Folsom, this this summer here in Northern California, just about 20 minutes from Sacramento. And, um, you know, I'm watching these videos. I'm listening, you know, watching people at the gym do the qualifiers. They're still and going on, right? They're still going on. Yep, they're still going on. So, um, and what I keep coming across, and I mean, this is no secret, but 
I feel like the females really get in their own head, like like freak themselves out before workouts. They're nervous. They're um, like, oh, I, you know, I need someone to count for just like freaking out. Whereas, and I'm not trying to make this a male female thing, but maybe just just chatting about the mental uh, preparation or just what happens to your psyche when you're going into these qualifier workouts. What is going on with people? I, you, um, you I got this. I got one quick take on this. If you're acting like that for a workout, male or female, get your fucking life together. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not that serious. It's not. We're talking about not. a local competition. I think yeah. it's okay for people to want to do well. There's nothing wrong with wanting to do well, but like lashing out and like freaking out about a judge and like getting all weird about this like workout you're about to do. Like, relax. <laughs> what was that? What was that quote uh, when the guy said to the judge? When the judge, well, he was upset at the judge. I will you. fucking kill you. Yeah, yeah. It's just like I mean, come on, guys. Oh god, that's where that, I think that's where half of the, I think that's where a lot of the stigmatism against like CrossFit and things is like sure. that that sure. that kind of like weird um, weirdness. Yeah, just like you know, before the world like, okay, like, starts, your heart this rate's already through the roof. You're not taking your you know your SAT to like see what college you're going to. We're talking about doing a workout. Yeah. No, no, you're right. And yeah, that's the definitely the approach you want to take is have fun with it, go in there. That way you're not starting the workout. You've already lost the mental. Yeah, yeah, you've already lost the mental battle. Yeah. At that at that point. But then I mean you guys have um I mean, obviously you've done CrossFit, but then you've done a lot of uh a lot of weightlifting meets where you're which I think is fucking ten times crazier because you're on this platform, it's quiet as shit and everyone's looking at you. Yeah, and like you got like you've got three attempts. Like if you miss them, you're yeah. done. You're done. Yeah. Well, it's the fear of uh, a humiliation internally. You think you're going to be humiliated, but I think no one gives a shit if you make it or miss it. They're just like there to watch their friend. Yep. 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 <laughs> Obviously, yep. you want to do good, but yeah. like I think internally that it's mostly like self-inflicted fear of yeah. like failure in front of these people because the people themselves don't actually want to see you fail or care if you do they're not going to like say anything or like oh my god this guy missed all this list oh my god mm-hmm. like that doesn't that's not a thing I never cared about what other people thought I just wanted to win <laughs> I don't think I've ever bombed out oh, I actually man. no I did bomb out on snatch once one mm. time one time I did I bombed out once uh, yeah it was once mm-hmm. and I walked out I didn't really I care oh I was so disappointed in myself and then Spencer Warman gave me a big old hug and he said you bombed out Congratulations! You're a weightlifter now. Yeah, yeah. yeah he gave yeah. his big old hug, and yeah. I told myself, "Well, obviously today's just not my day. I don't know what, like, you know, if I'm overtrained or whatever's going on." And then um, I went out for a clean and jerk and hit a meat PR, and I thought, "Well, yeah. turns out I'm just a shitty snatcher." <laughs> yeah, it was snatch for me too. I just opened too heavy. So far, listen. Didn't eat good. Didn't sleep good because of the nerves, and then. Open too heavy all at the same time, and that's the recipe for disaster. So when it comes to competition, yes, this is true. What what is uh what is one tidbit of info you can give? I mean, you just gotta. I mean, there's a couple things, right? But quick, two things. One is you gotta remember, like it's just exercise. Yep, it's just exercise. You know what I mean? Uh, the other thing is, um, I mean, really, in the end, like you can only do what you can do, like. Your your final placement and score, to a certain degree, is, is already determined. You know what I mean? Like, if you are going to try as hard as you can, then being nervous now doesn't really affect that. Like, how you feel now doesn't matter. 
Like you're going to put forth the effort. You're going to do the best you possibly can. And so that's the only thing you really have control over. Right. And so the whole, and I, I mean, I get nervous before like big events and stuff too, but really honestly, just like your average workout anymore, I don't really get, I used to, it's funny, like every day, sometimes you're like, just like a little nervous. You want to like do well, but then you realize like, it's just exercise. And like, honestly, I, I'm only going to do what I can do anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people have uh, a hard time hitting that switch though and, and approaching with that, with that mind state where it's like, just have fun. Just have just fun. breathe. Have a plan. That would be my only thing is have a plan. Yeah, if you have a plan, people, yeah, you should be a, less nervous if you have a plan. Here's a plan. Yeah, go faster. Like, this is what I'm going to... Yeah, go faster. <laughs> I'm going to try... I'm going to do my best to follow this plan. Yeah. You know, at this time, this is when I take my 10-second break. I'm going to set up a way to game this to guarantee I don't get the best score I possibly could have. The over... <laughs> there's a big... And this is a whole other topic, a whole other conversation for another day, but there's a big... I think a big problem in, right, in CrossFit over, over gaming things. Over overcomplicating like rests and breakdowns and it's like you ask like the top guys like Matt Frazier like that dude does not have like these serious detailed game plans for his workouts he knows what he's capable of doing and just reacts in real time I think that's how yeah. everybody should approach it though like yes there's like oh, I, oh I'm gonna take a break at the 34 second mark and I'm gonna do 10 breaths and then I'm gonna pick the bar back up that shit never fucking works I, I, I would I'm with you I believe that um Almost always, uh, people. Anytime someone tries to like game it and like uh, like pace workouts, you almost always will get a worse score trying to pace the workout. The reason being, the first few minutes is the fastest you will ever be able to go, and if you pace that time, all you're doing is guaranteeing that you're leaving reps on the table. Yeah, and I think it depends on what movement it is and knowing your capabilities. Like, if you're coming out and you have to hit 21 kill on a salt bike, you're probably not going to go 110% if you still have seven minutes left in a workout because then you redline and you fuck yourself. Well, for sure. Well, but, but that's all about, that all comes down to like, this all requires self-awareness. Sure. And yeah, like, yeah, knowing yeah, yeah, where yeah. you're at in your physical condition, it's like, you, yeah, you, yeah, can, you, you, can, you just don't go out in a workout right out the gates and just go buck wild like balls to the walls and it's a 12 minute AMRAP, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like I've seen if it's a 500 that. meter row, for fun. <laughs> for if it's a five, yeah. well, yeah, if we're doing that I'll for do the for purpose of burning out intentionally. Yeah. A lot of times I say, I'm not, I'm not kidding. I'm not joking. Like my goal is I'm going to say, how fast can I find this wall? <laughs> I'm serious. Know that. And, and there's, be, a, there's, there's something good to that. If yeah. it's like, say it's a 12 minute AMRAP, I'll do the first round for time. <laughs> Just, just fuck go. it. Just do it. No, there's Let's nothing go. wrong with that. Right? Because, and you know what happens? You know what happens? You always surprise yourself later on how much you still can do after you think this you're totally true. redlined and done. And what happens a lot of times is during the last two minutes and you look around and you're going the same speed as everybody else is because 10 minutes into 12-minute AMRAP, everybody shot the shit. Yep. yep. You know? Yep. The difference is you got in those couple extra reps when they're over there. They plan. Oh, I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna do one round every minute thirty. And they do. They do their first one a minute thirty. Their second one a minute thirty. Their third one a minute thirty. Their fourth one a minute thirty. And their fifth one a minute forty three. And then a minute fifty four. <laughs> right. And meantime, over here, you got your first round in fifty seconds. You got your second one yeah. in a minute ten. You got your third one in a minute fifteen. You have to. You know what I mean. And at the end. Your round's taking two minutes. Well, so is theirs. Yeah. 
No, I think there's so is there. I think people there's people are soft. I think is, but I think a lot of it goes by that feel. wall. You ask even like you know you feel that wall. You ask even like guys like Tiger Woods and guys like in other sports and other things. They're like, oh, do you think about you know what you know what your next shot's gonna be on the before the first shot? And he's like. I walk up there. I don't even like. I don't even go by yardage. I go by feel of like what kind of shot I'm feeling sure. in that moment. Yeah, I'm like 160 yards out, and I hit my eight iron 160. But you know what? I'm gonna get up there. I'm gonna see what I feel like. Maybe I want to hit a smooth seven. Maybe I want. You know, I'm not gonna predetermine what shot I'm gonna yeah. take. And I, I think I usually yeah. do that same thing with with all aspects of I agree uh, sport and uh, and uh, fitness as well as like. Yeah, have a general idea of like what you want to do, maybe as an overall goal, like shoot low or uh, get ten minute workout, but then go by feeling, like know when to pull it up a little and bit better that day. Yeah, I hear you. Well, yeah, and that's about golf too. Like you see guys talking about, they're like, oh yeah, like I know that I hit whatever this club 100, 160 yards, but um, I go up there and the grass is wet, so when it lands, it's gonna end up, it's gonna skip a little further. So now I might want to club down, but then the wind is blowing and the wind's blowing loud. You know, it's like there's so many other things that come into effect rather than just like this thing that you pre yeah. you, you walk up there, you look, and you're like, oh, actually, there's a downward pitch that I didn't notice before, or I wasn't aware of this, or whatever, yeah. you know. And you know, I mean, all that advice, like you know, is is uh, I think that's yeah, good so, advice when you're training to train in competition. I think maybe you actually have a little bit more of a plan because you know what you're capable of, and you can test that, right? Like you can do things like, okay, if I go on a salt bike, like if I do ten, ca- like what does my body feel like, or how long? Let's put it this way: how long can I hold, um, like a cadence of like eighty? How long can I hold a cadence of 70, right? And you kind of know those things. Like, if I know I can hold a cadence of 70 for two minutes, then it's like you can use that to, to try and figure out what you're strong. doing, right? That's pretty but If I know that I can hit 100 if it's only for 30 seconds, then that's good to know, right? But like, when does that drop off, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But I think that when training specifically, I think that people try and game shit way too much. Yeah, and I think I was more talking about the training side as well. It's like, yeah, we, you know, Angel did bring up the uh, the stuff for the um, I, we were talking about more pre uh, pre comp nerves, but yeah, yeah I think yeah. in general though, as far as um, yeah, you should have a game plan of some sort in competition, but yeah. also like don't also be married to it and feel it yeah. out. It's like say like, oh, that's not what I expected. You got to be able to pivot. You got to be able to change on sure. the spot and not just trying to write out this plan that you think is like this fail safe thing because more than not going to work out. I think most people don't go out fast enough um, because they're afraid that they'll die off and go way too slow at the end. In reality, I think that's not true. I think that in the end, everybody's fucking tired and it doesn't matter. Also, I think that a lot of people are capable of working harder when they're tired than they think they are. I think at that end, when there's two minutes to go and you like feel like you can barely do one more rep, um, I think you actually can do a lot more and go a lot faster than you think you can in that moment. This is and super- so I think people are afraid to push themselves because they're a bunch of, like just a bunch of soft babies. Well, what it is, is it's the fear of the wall. It's fear of the wall. And when you wall. start when you start training that way, when I dude, I'm not just like saying it's like I seek the wall. I'm not kidding. Like I do this all the time. Like I try I try to go faster than I think I should in the beginning. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna hit the wall as hard as I can. And then after that, I'm gonna hang on. And when yeah, you course. do that, then yeah. you're just, you're not afraid of the wall anymore. Yeah. It's like, whatever. Like, so what's going to happen? Shit. I get exhausted. Well, yeah. I've done this so many times where I hit yeah. the wall three minutes into a 10-minute workout. And guess what? I'm still alive. No, still you're, finish you're right. the that workout. Is, then that's, that is something that a lot of people don't do. Is uh, Let's see how far I can push it. 
Chad and I used to, uh, Chad Augustine, I used to say, let's, let's see, uh, let's try to black out. <laughs> Hell yeah. No, it's just, let's just go. Hell yeah. Yeah, let's just try to black out. No one knows how to grind through the wall more than Chad Augustine. Oh, no. Well, the it's truth crazy. is, like, what, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? You push yourself so hard that you, that you faint? Well, good. Then your body will self-regulate. The wall It's is, actually, like, the safest thing that could happen to you. What's funny about CrossFit or in, like, <laughs> about working hard in general is the wall is what makes you keep coming back. Is that yeah. the feeling you get when you hit the wall yeah. is what you're addicted to. Yeah. You just fear the thing you want the most. That's kind of what's going on Don't with fear that. the Reaper. Wow, that's a pretty powerful statement. Don't you fear the Reaper. fear the thing you want the most. When it comes Dude, to this, this is specific, so good. Yeah. Oh, man. It's I think true. in this situation, yeah, it's like, absolutely, yeah. You like, fear the thing you want the most. That is that is pretty freaking powerful. Well, that's true. I think in a lot of parts of life, right? Like people talk about being afraid to get married. Yeah, being afraid. Or, or you just or afraid, afraid to approach or, like a, a, a man or woman. Or afraid of having kids. Yeah. Or afraid of starting that business. They're afraid yeah. of the freedom. They're afraid they can't handle the freedom or the responsibility. Or, they want that responsibility, but they're afraid of it. They're afraid they're going to screw it up, or they're going to yeah. But then you, but that's what keeps you driving. That's the drive. Yeah, or just coming af- back. Just afraid of the small journey that'll get you there. Like someone, they want their MBA, but they're afraid to put in that two years of yeah. of school. But uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Dude, there it is. Good stuff. Good there stuff. It is. Hey, we're at the fifty three minute mark. Uh, we're going to wrap it up. Let's oh, well, real quick. I think I told Dean about this workout while we were talking about the wall and stuff. Let's talk about Angel. It. I'll I, do it. I don't know Let's if... do it. Do it right here. <laughs> All right, dude. This is a dot com workout like a couple weeks ago. Oh, no, yeah. This it's one. rowing. It's rowing and burpees. Oh. And so how it goes is it's just a two k for time. But here's the deal: after the first minute, you do you got to get off do one burpee over the rower. Okay. After the second minute, you got to do two. Okay. After the third minute, you got to do three. So the thing is, once you get to say minute five, you're doing five burpee over the rower. By the time you get on the rower, you only got 30, 40 seconds yeah. to row. And so you get to minute six or seven, you get on the rower, you got, by the time you sit down, get your feet in, start pulling on that handle, you only got 20, 30 seconds. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so that getting to 2K just seems further and further away every yeah. round because you're spending less and less time pulling on that chain time. wax. That's a, that's a scary workout. So the, so the Danny only got nine is, something. Yeah. The only way to nine do that. something. Yeah, 927 or something. Wow, that's pretty the fast. O- the only way to do it is you have to go out way harder. Like, you cannot game it. Like, they even say, like, don't try and game this. Like, the only way to do yeah. it... Or you won't finish. Or you won't finish. You got to go all out because that first minute, you have a full minute to row. And that is the only time you're going to have a full minute to row. Sure. So, you got to crack off as many meters as you can. You, you got to try and at least knock off, like, out three, 400 three, meters. Yeah, if you get three to 350 go. in that first minute, so you're going, like, all out, like yeah, I'm yeah. rolling like a 130, trying to like under a 130, trying to that first that first one. Oh, that's a good one. I might try that. Because then you also have what? the longest rest. Do you what's that? Don't you have the longest rest? Well, there is or no rest. There's no rest. That's right. You have the least amount of burpees then. That's right. You have the least, and then the you only least do, amount of burpees. Then you only do one burpee, and then you're back on the rower, and then you do two. And I'll tell you, once you get to like even five, when you got to do five burpees, you're like, oh fuck, man. Because at this point, you've been rowing for five minutes and have done. Four plus the ten burpees. You said burpees over the rower. Mm-hmm. Oh God! See my. 2K you gotta stay low. Seven fourteen. Seven fourteen two k. So and it took you nine what? Yeah. So my best two k. I've done like a uh, like a six forty eight two k, and um, then this took me um, nine twenty seven. Okay. I'll try to beat nine twenty seven. Yeah, buddy got nine eighteen. Oh shit! And he rows like shit. His burpees must have been way faster than me. Oh, well, okay. I'm good at burpees, but my rowing, like, I'm okay at rowing. But anyway, I just not, like I just burn. I can 
I can break down form pretty hard on rowing sometimes. Yeah. And then I'm like pulling with like force and not mm. using my body efficiently. Yeah, that happens. The The main reason I, I want to bring that workout up is we're talking about like seeking the wall and in training, it's good. To, like that workout is a great way to find the wall, hit it and still like show yourself what you can do when you're dog shit tired mm-hmm. because you have to go all out and you're on the hook for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a spicy workout. It's fun. Sure. It was a lot for of fun. Sure. For sure. Our coach, Frank, at the beginning of class, he said, this workout, he said, I did it. This was the hardest workout I've done uh, probably ever. Oh, God. <laughs> probably ever. Oh, God. It, was, it sounds it like a, it's a, that's a lung burner. Yeah. It's, it's it, a long like workout. It's a, it's a good... For it's the a, intensity. It's a good opportunity to, to hit the wall and keep working. There you go. Seek there the wall, you go, baby. Guys. Seek the wall. There you Seek go. It. 2K row. Every minute. We're start a private Facebook group. Wall seekers. The wall seekers. We just need to make a shirt that says uh, either "Don't fear the wall" or "Seek the wall." Seek yeah. the wall. Blackout. Try to blackout. Try to blackout. Try to blackout. That wall's not going to find itself. It's not, not going to. You got to do it. You got to do it. All right, y'all. Thanks for uh, tuning in for Danny and Dean. I'm Angel. Gastage Cappuccino. See you next time. Join us. Join us. Look at Facebook group, yeah. wall, wall Seekers. Yeah, yeah, Wall Seekers. Send us an email, wallseekers at caffeinekilos.com. Not yeah, they, might, they might come across some like weird, like glory hole, like Facebook group <laughs> or something. Ooh, ooh, have fun with that. <laughs> have fun with that. <laughs>